This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I am thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I am speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this reform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So no meditation today. Instead, we are just chatting. And today it's a little, a little extra different, a little different. Um, I'm going to be answering your questions today. So I actually some of the questions kind of get into this a little bit, but um I, there's been a lot going on just like personally, um, and it just, it put me a little bit behind. And so I did have every intention of having a different topic for a freeform episode today. And I just was needed by my family a lot this last week, kind of the last 10 days or so. And so it just, it didn't get finished. And so it's going to get finished at a later date. And I didn't want to not release anything. So I kind of did a, you know, an AMA, ask me questions, I'll answer them live. And there's some really interesting questions that you guys have that I'm actually looking forward to answering. Um, but yeah, we, this last like week or so has been a big like sign from the universe. And you know, I'll always give you guys like the real deal of what's, of what's going on. And I also want to share this and disclose this just because I think it's important to I don't know. I just, I don't necessarily like the term like, oh, I need to be real or whatever. But I think that in life, sometimes things just happen and we have to, in the moment, shift our priorities around and say, you know what, this thing that I really wanted to get done by this date didn't get done because I was needed elsewhere. I was needed by family or I needed to take care of myself personally or whatever it is. And that, I mean, that extends to me as well. And I think it's important that we as people honor that for ourselves. So we had a really um, 
interesting week or so. Um, just the last, I would say the last six weeks have been not necessarily interesting, but have been really busy. Um, you know, if you follow along like on Instagram or things like that, um, you know, I've been doing retreats and and things and um I did like two retreats within the span of a month, which usually I wouldn't do. But some of these things, because I'm currently pregnant right now and Poppy, not, you know, that's her in utero name, just like pork chop is, I think I said this the other day, but I've been getting this question a lot today. Is pork chop's like legal name pork chop? It's not. But just like for privacy, that's like his, I don't know, his stage name. It was his in utero name and now it's turned into his like joke stage name. Um, But Poppy is her in utero name. Um, But anyways, with with Poppy's arrival coming this fall, um, I just kind of expedited the timeline on some retreats and things like that to make sure that like I could get another one in before, you know, I take that hiatus or take maternity leave. And so it's been just like May was incredibly busy. um, And the first half of June was incredibly busy. And then it was like, you know, we we got home because we did take a little um, sort of like a baby moon, except we brought pork chop. So it was like our last family vacation. And of course, we went to my favorite place that we did go to Iceland. Um, we it's we ended up getting stranded there a little longer than we anticipated because of some flight difficulties. But we finally got back last week. And um, and then last week, the universe kind of had some. I don't know. Just I, I'm still figuring out exactly what the universe wanted to remind me. But basically, what happened is um, both Mila, Queen Mila, and Pork Chop on the same night ended up going to the um, ER for un- unrelated things. It wasn't like you know nothing happened to both of them at the same time. Um, both of them are okay. But the reason that I share this is because so Mila in particular. Um, so Mila had this thing called bloat, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. Mila is a Newfoundland, so she's a really big dog. She's like 120 pounds. And, um, it's more common in large breeds, but my understanding is it can happen to any dog. So I shared this just for any dog owners, not to like scare anyone, but the reason that Mila is okay is because we recognize the signs like really quickly and we could take her into, um, like an animal hospital really fast. So basically, it's this thing where if a dog like eats too fast or they eat really fast and then go and exercise or sometimes it's just kind of a fluke thing that happens, um, a dog's stomach can kind of like twist on itself and then like gas and stuff can kind of back up into the stomach and they get really sick really fast and it can um, kill a dog within like a couple of hours. So it's really time sensitive and really serious when it happens. And it's one of those things that having a large breed dog we always knew was like something that could happen, but you never think it's going to happen to like your dog, right? So anyways, again, Mila's okay. This is not, if she wasn't okay, you better believe I would have started this episode with like, you know, a trigger warning. Um, But she is okay. But basically she just was fine and ate her dinner. And then like 30 minutes later, she started asking to go outside a lot. She was obviously really nervous. She was eating grass, like she had an upset stomach. And then she started kind of like dry heaving. And again, I'm only sharing this just to help educate um, because we, I, I firmly believe that the only reason Mila is still here is because we 
knew what to look for and had heard of this before. And so we kind of saw the warning signs really fast. So I share this just if this could help like any other dog out there, even if it's like just one or any dog owner. Um, And then she just started acting like really nervous, um, like whimpering. She was obviously in pain. She was, you know, trying to throw up and couldn't, was sitting down, standing up, circling, like just obviously. and, And Mila's demeanor is always very, she's a very laid back girl. She's sassy, but like, she is super, super laid back. And so this was so unlike her. And I just, both my husband and I knew right away that there was like, there's something wrong with her and it happened so fast. We knew it was something serious. So we we took her into the dog ER and it was a really stressful night. I was with her. My husband was back home with pork chop. Um, and we didn't know what was going to happen, if she was going to be okay. She had to get emergency surgery and we, we weren't going to know what was going to happen until she had the surgery. Um, but thankfully everything was okay and, um, she was okay. And it just was like one of those things that it was just like, I don't know. I just remember thinking and it's interesting and and maybe I can just get to this question now because it's interesting because someone, um, well, someone that I know, well, I owe this person a meeting, a, a catch up. So if you're listening, I know I owe you like a DM. Um, but I did get a question on any thoughts on how to cope with our aging fur babies because we have dogs that are like us, you know, similar age or that are getting a little bit older. And the thing that was coming up to me or I don't know, I mean, I obviously I was like a hot mess, you guys. Like you all know that Mila is like my girl, my fur baby, my like my little furry angel. Like she's been with me through just so, so much. Been been with us, but she like with every move when I didn't have friends and, you know, I had her. Anyways, we just like don't deserve dogs. But something that kept coming up for me in those moments, there's there was a couple of things that came up. One is I remember really thinking like, is this it? Like after everything like you've given me and everything we've done together, like this is going to be like how it ends, just some random fluke because – for whatever reason, your food didn't go down right. Now your stomach is twisted. And I remember just kind of having this shock of like, you know, everything was fine. And um, and now we're here, you know, rushing you into like emergency surgery. And so there's definitely that. And there's also just this reminder of like how important and fleeting life is. And it sounds cliche, but it really was like, I think ever since like pork chop came around and and now that I'm pregnant with Poppy too, like, Sometimes it's easy for me to not get distracted, but, like, there's just more kids that need me now as opposed to, like, just Mila. And so just, like, I don't know, just this, like, a lot of gratitude for her. And this kind of is my answer for um, the question about aging for babies. Like, there was that shock and that just, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I can't believe this is happening, like an hour ago everything was just fine we were just you know hanging out watching toy story and mila was you know eating her kibbles but i had this sense of like gratitude and something that a student told me a long long time ago this was when i had my studio so this would have been like i don't know how long was that now like six years ago seven years ago five years ago i don't know my brain's not as fresh as it used to be, I swear. But, um, and she had told me about basically this book that she read. It's called, I think it's called The Holy Man. She actually gave me a copy of it. 
And there is something, and I actually haven't read the book. I feel like it's a very small book. And it's something that I felt like I have, and I'll open it when I need it, if that makes sense. But I know there's something in the book, because she told me it's always stuck with me, where there's like a part of this book, this story, and um, someone has lost someone close to them. And basically, you know, why? Why did they take this person? And um, the universe or God or someone says, you know, basically, um, it was time to give him back. And that really helped her with her grief and her loss. And something that ever since she told me that, I've kind of been thinking about that because this is something that we learn in kind of meditation. Also, like Patanjali kind of talks about this. But basically, everything in life is on loan to us. So, you know, nothing is like truly ours, like permanently truly ours. It's all kind of there's there's impermanence when it comes to life. And something that I was thinking about, especially in, you know, these moments with Mila and not knowing what was going to happen, it's just, you know, I, I've always known at some point with, with everyone and everything, I mean, at some point in life, you know, I'll have to give her back and, um, you know, give her back to, I, so I personally like to think that um, Mila is, I call her a fur angel, but I do truly think that like she is like this angel on earth, at least in my life. She is. So at some point she'll have to go back and join like her angel friends. And I, I like to think they think she's one of the best and the brightest. But this idea of like everything's on loan. And so what a special, beautiful experience to be given her for, you know, such a long amount of time and and now we've been blessed with even more time with her because she's you know fine and everything was okay and what could have been really bad wasn't bad um so anyway so there's that question but that's kind of how I think about it is like you know what a beautiful gift to have her in my life and to continue to have her in my life and that even if I know one day I'll have to give her back um that it's a really beautiful, special thing for every day that that we get to be together. So I don't know if that helps or not. Also, wow, like what different content for a Mindful Minutes episode. <laughs> like, whoa, this took a left turn. This is what happens. You guys, you ask me questions. I'll answer them. Um, but that happened. And that was, and, and I, I mean, I was a mess. But also like the pregnancy hormones and everything. It was just, it was a lot. But we, so I'd come back home because she's in surgeries. I said, go home, we'll call you, you know, whatever, that thing. And we had just gotten a phone call, maybe 30 minutes. It was like late at night, um, you know, saying that Mila was going to be okay. And then, you know, my husband and I were like, oh, you know, thank God, it's this like relief. She's going to be okay. She has to stay in the hospital for a little bit. And then I kid you not, 30 minutes later after that phone call, Porkchop wakes up and he woke up and I heard him on the monitor. And I, you know, I don't necessarily... I don't share like too many details of like his personal life, but he basically he woke up and he had croup, which like if you're not familiar with it, I didn't really know what it was until all of a sudden like my kid had it. But it, he just made this really weird kind of like barking, like honking cough, like his cough sounded really weird. and He'd cough and then kind of like, like gasp for air. And it was one of those things. And I think part of what the universe was teaching me, because this happened on the same night and I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Do I need to like do like an exorcism of my house or something like what is happening today I don't know what is in retrograde what's happening and again everyone's fine um but I just like I immediately knew I heard him make that sound on the monitor for like 
like literally a nanosecond and I just knew something was wrong. And so I think the universe was really reaffirming like to trust my gut because in both of these instances, they ended up being really time sensitive, like emergent things. Um, and I, I think sometimes too, especially with like health stuff or our kids or our pets or things like that, we can kind of second guess ourselves or be like, I don't know, am I making a big deal of it? Is it really this? Like, um, I think the universe was reminding me just to, you know, always trust my gut for whatever reason. I really needed a reminder that day and and I got it. Um, so, and thankfully my husband was there and he was able to listen to pork chops long. So like a nanosecond and then knew, you know, immediately knew there was a problem. We had to go to the hospital for him. And then he was okay. Croup is just like an inflammation of the airways. So you can get that inflammation from like anything, um, like a cold or usually when kids are a little bit older, they grow out of it. And basically once they like get the airways open, which isn't like a complex process, he just kind of like takes a medicine and then it's called like a nebulizer. But basically like you kind of put this like little like oxygen mask on kind of and like breathe with that solution. Um, and then within like a few hours, he was better. And then we were going home and I was just like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Um, so anyway, so that's what's been going on in life. And then we had a lot going on um, once a year. There's a very small yoga for you team um, that I love deeply and they're so great and so wonderful. And I try to like once a year do something like special for them just so that they know like how much I appreciate the hard work that they're doing. Um, and so this year what I did was um, we went to the Eras tour, the Taylor Swift tour this weekend, which was like amazing and I feel so grateful. And I like, I don't know how I somehow came out on top on like the Hunger Games of Ticketmaster battles but I did. So we did that, which was like so fun and so special. And that was like our annual kind of like team building thing. And, um, and yeah. And then by Monday, my body had told me that the stress of everything with fur babies, toddlers, um, you know, team building, all of that, my body said enough is enough. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I basically was, my body was not happy and I was having lots of contractions and things like that. And again, everyone's fine. Poppy's fine. Um, but then I had to, I had to take a few days off because my body was saying, absolutely not. You need to like stop immediately or, you know, something's up. So anyways, that's what's been going on with me, which is my long answer as to why, um, I don't have like a meditation topic or deep dive for you guys. But again, I, you know, I share these things, one, you know, just to be, like, honest and transparent, just, like, generally with, like, what's going on. But also the thing with, like, Mila and stuff like that, like, really if that could – I don't know if either of those experiences with, with any of those three things, whether it be, you know, your dog, your toddler, or if you're pregnant and, like, you just have to trust your gut every single time and, like, listen – to your gut and just know if something doesn't feel right, like it's not, it's not right. And like, trust that. Um, and then also like, sometimes we just have to put other stuff on the back burner to take care of ourselves or to take care of other members of our family or just to, you know, reset or whatever it is. And, you know, that's hard. I think that's hard to do sometimes, but it's like, it's very important um, so that's just like personally what we've been, I don't know, working with over here and in my tiny little closet and outside of my tiny little closet. Um, but I think, I think everyone is rebounding. 
Mila's doing like fantastic. She's so spunky. It's been like a little over a week now since this happened. She's so spunky that like now we have to really kind of keep her calm because she's obviously still recovering from like major abdominal surgery. Pork chop is, you know, he's just just being a little piece of work like he always is. So he's doing fine. Um, I took a couple of days just really not like complete bed rest, um, but very, very, very mellow. And now Poppy is doing better. So anyways, that's what leads me to, I've already talked for like 20 minutes, but that's what leads me to that. Also, my thoughts on um, aging fur babies. And it was interesting. No one's ever asked me that question ever before. Um, and then, you know, the week that I had to kind of look at that um, square in the eye, I get a question about that. But I don't know. I don't know if that idea of like everything is kind of on loan to you and that, you know, and, and you're on loan like to others and that there is an impermanence of life, but also like how beautiful every day that like you do get to be together. I don't know if that resonates with anyone else, but that has been giving, personally been giving me comfort um, or at least I guess giving me, what's the right word? Comfort isn't the right word. I don't know, giving me just like an answer in a way. But so there's that. So there, there's that question. Um, I have a few others. If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That, my friends, is the sound of another sale on Shopify. And let me tell you, when I first started podcasting, I was not thinking about an online store at all. I was just excited that I had figured out how to basically create an audio file and get it out into the universe. I wasn't thinking about the possibilities or what things would look like years on down the road. And now that I'm selling books and decks and meditation scripts, I have found that not only is an online store so important, but it is so easy now that I've discovered Shopify. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out or maybe you just hit your millionth sale. 
Shopify has amazing support to help you along the way, and it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, and it's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-store. And like, honestly, the one thing I wish I would have done differently with my online store is just started it sooner. And Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And the reason is, is because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. So one is... When are you coming back to Ireland slash Europe? I think I've talked about this before, but I'm happy to talk about it again. Um, I don't have any solid plans to do it. Another question, these are related. Another question that I got was, how is this second pregnancy compared to the first? And that's from a listener who's, you know, currently pregnant with their second and was like, oh, how is it, you know, different? And this pregnancy has been really different. And I promise I'll get back to the Europe question. They're related. Um it's I felt I so I felt like the first my first pregnancy. Um, granted, it was like it was my first. It also was like a pandemic baby, so everything was just like different. So I found out I was pregnant with pork chop March of 2020, um, and so everything was just like different. There are a lot of different things, you know, different circumstances, things like that. But I felt that pregnancy was a lot harder mentally and emotionally, where I felt that this pregnancy. I'm in a much better place, like mentally and emotionally, but physically it's been so much harder. And I think it's because one, you know, Porkchop is just, he is like crazy, love him to death, but I, he is just like not on planet Earth sometimes. And then during a pandemic pregnancy, like I wasn't really, so I didn't have a toddler to chase after. And also like I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. So I never really learned like what my physical limitations. And this is, I imagine this is different for like every person, every body. Um, I never learned like what my limitations were. So I've been finding that um, I'm just, I don't know, it's just physically demanding so much more and that my body just physically isn't able to quite do what you know, I had always, not what I'd hoped it would do, but I just, I get really worn out really fast. And so the retreats and, you know, even fun things like team building and it's just, it's wearing me out a lot faster than I anticipated, but I never learned that the first time because I like basically didn't leave my house for like an entire pregnancy. Um, so with that, I've been, there's some things that I've also been doing differently this Pregnancy. So the two pregnancies have felt very different. However, I'm also doing some things differently this time that I think is really contributing to me feeling better mentally and emotionally. One, which is this comes back to like retreats and coming back to Europe and things like that. I am not committing myself to anything big until I am able to live life for a little bit as a parent to two and to see what that is like and then make a decision based on the information that I have. So when I was pregnant with pork chop, I felt very much like, oh, like at eight weeks or at 12 weeks, like I'll be ready to dive in. And I just didn't know. I'd never done it before. I had, you know, I had no idea how I was going to feel. And, and, you know, this is where kind of having this pandemic pregnancy was a little bit of a blessing in disguise for this is that I think I would have overcommitted myself way too early to things because I just didn't know how long I was going to need to heal or like how long I would need or want. 
um, before I really kind of was diving headfirst into new things or big things like retreats. So something that I'm doing differently this time is I'm not committing myself to anything big or new that hasn't been, you know, worked on or mostly completed before um, Poppy is here. I'm just, I'm not going to do that until I get a feel for what it's like to be a mother of two. And then I'm going to take that information and that experience and then make decisions based on that information. So that includes retreats and things like that. And a lot of you guessed it. As soon as I said I was going to take a retreat hiatus, everyone, I think, kind of just assumed that, like, I was pregnant. And like I was. I just, you know, I didn't share it for a while. But I, you know, I know how hard it is to leave one child for a retreat. So I want to, I just don't know how I'm going to feel about it. So I'm not going to commit myself to anything until I can figure out what it's like and then be true and honest with myself about what that experience is like and then make those decisions. Um, You know, if I had to make a decision now, I, I can't give any kind of a timeline. However, I definitely, I would be surprised if I was like, I'm not doing retreats anymore. That would surprise me. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm not committing myself like one way or another at the moment. Um, but I do like, I just love retreats so much. So it would be a surprise to me if I just like didn't do them. However, I do anticipate taking like at least like a year-ish from now. Cause like Poppy's not even coming until fall and it, you know, it takes a while to kind of get everything going. And then the retreat process I don't know if I've ever, maybe it's something I could talk about sometimes. Well, I think it's kind of interesting. But the actual retreat, pro, like like for example, at the beginning of May when I was in Portugal, that planning process, like the beginning of that Portugal retreat for me work-wise was probably at least like nine or 10 months before that. So even if I feel ready to start working on retreats again, the actual then retreat itself will then be like much farther out because like the planning process and all of that just takes quite a while. So I was just in Europe technically like a week or so ago, but um, professionally, I don't have an answer for when I'll be back to Ireland or Europe. I do have my eye on some places forward. I mean, if I could wave my magic wand, I'd love to do a retreat in Scotland. Scotland's a place that's really special to my heart. I love Ireland. I would definitely love to revisit that. There's also parts of like Scandinavia that could be cool. There's a lot of places that are definitely on my radar. But that's basically the plan is I'm going to wait and see. And then I'm going to decide how I feel because I think it's important that for me, and I share this with you in case this resonates with anyone else, but it is okay to change your mind and it's okay to pivot. Not that I'm planning on pivoting away from retreats, but I feel absolutely fine with saying, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that in X amount of time. So I'm going to wait and see and giving myself permission that if my answer changes or how I feel about something changes, that that's okay. And that I'm going to honor what feels right for me in those moments. Um, Something else that I'm doing differently this pregnancy than I did the first. Um, I, one thing that I, just for like, again, my mental, emotional well-being, and I didn't know this was an option with my first one. They told me at the very end I could do this. Um, But just with like different changes in my body and, you know, they they do focus like on weight a lot during pregnancy. Um, But something that I've just started doing is I... When I go in for my appointments, I stand backwards on the scale and I just say, like, if you could just write down the number and not say it out loud, I'd appreciate it. 
And I just had a really open conversation with my um, doctor and just said, like, you know what, just if you ever feel like it's a concern, we can talk about it. Otherwise, can we just not talk about this number ever? And she was like, yeah, that's no problem. And I was like, okay, great. And then we literally, we just don't talk about it. And I know that if it's ever an issue and like medically we need to talk about it, we will. Um, But that was something that I didn't know was even an, I didn't know that was a thing I could advocate for. So I didn't even know that I could go into my doctor and say, hey, you know what? Like this is actually kind of triggering to me or seeing this number or talking about this uh, is not really serving my mental and emotional health. Can we just not do that? And they actually brought it up towards the end of my first pregnancy when I had kind of expressed that, you know, this was a thing I was struggling with. And I didn't even know that I could ask for that. And so the reason that I share that, <laughs> I just feel like I'm sharing all these things, like in case it could, you know, help someone. But truly, if something is upsetting and triggering to you in terms of like healthcare, I think like bring it up and ask about it because I have found so much more peace this second time around with just being like, you know what, I'm just going to try to listen to my body and give it what it needs. And then whatever happens with that is what happens with that. And like, that's okay. That's a part of the process. And it's it's brought me a lot more peace the second time around. Um, so that I'm doing differently. And I'm also trying to personally protect my peace a little bit more. So I'm trying to be softer with myself. And, you know, a lot of that has to be with like, you know what, if my body needs to rest, I need to prioritize that. Where I think the first time around, I had this really, I really internalized kind of this pressure to like, you know, keep going. And granted, it was just different than two. And, and you know, we were all, that time was just such a different time. And we were still like, my family was single income, you know, things like that. It was just completely different time than for me and, you know, for most of us. But I had a lot of this internalized pressure to like not let pregnancy slow me down. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting even over the last, I guess, like if you include pregnancy, you know, th- over three years at this point. But really doing a lot of introspection. And this is something that I sit with sometimes in meditation on, you know, why I feel that need sometimes or why I felt that need the first time of like, to not let pregnancy quote, slow me down. And like, what's, what's really bad about that? Like what's actually happening beneath the surface. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of clarity around, you know, that for just for me personally. And so I'm really trying to kind of put my well-being first more and also just simple things like, If being around someone doesn't, you know, serve my greatest and highest good or doesn't serve, like, my well-being, I'm just not, you know, if I don't have to be around that person, I'm not going to. So just making these, like, small little tweaks or even something like, you know what, I don't need to look at, you know, a certain number on a scale right now. I'm just going to trust that my doctor, you know, is that we're all just going to keep this baby healthy together without needing to fixate on that number. Like I've been doing, trying to do these little changes and swaps um, to kind of protect my peace a little bit more and to honor where I'm at with less judgment. And that's just something that's brought me a lot of like peace internally. Um, So that I'm doing differently, but yeah, but physically this, I don't know if it's because I'm having a girl this time and I had a boy the first time or if, it's just the first thing versus the second thing, but it just, it feels so different this time around. Um, and again, every person is different with their pregnancy, but this question as to how is it the second time around and what am I doing differently? Um, that's it. Let's see. Um, okay. Hello. How do you, 
Hello. And most of these come from Instagram, so I'm not saying, like, who they are necessarily because I don't know if people want me to just, like, call out, like, their handles. Um, hello. How do you deal with intrusive thoughts? This one, I, I love this question, too. Intrusive thoughts is, like, you know, that is a – that's a baddie. Um, so there's a few things that I do. One, with regular meditation – not that it'll necessarily cure all of your intrusive thoughts. However, it has been shown to really just kind of like generally speaking, a regular meditation practice can overall reduce the amount of intrusive thoughts that we're having. So that's kind of an I, and I have found that to be helpful for myself personally, too. So there's that, right? Like kind of doing these things that are more sort of like micro habits every day to get these longer term benefits. I also have been doing a lot of research kind of into intrusive thoughts, specifically how they rely to anxiety. Um, as I was working on writing that second book that's going to come out this winter, that's all around like meditation and anxiety. So I do feel really confident in saying that a regular meditation practice like overall long term can help with intrusive thoughts. And then short term, so a few things. This is something that my therapist told me. I think I've shared it before, but maybe not. But she always has me do the, is it a truth or is it a thought exercise? So if something's really popping into my mind, I ask myself, is this a truth or is this a thought? And often it's a thought, rarely is it a truth, right? So, you know, if I have a worrisome thought or some kind of an intrusive thought, I basically do this quick little like, pause button, is this a, a thought or is this a truth? So for example, um, I walk into a room and I feel like everyone's looking at me. A thought would be everyone is looking at me, they're judging me, they're wondering why I'm here, where a truth would be, oh, everyone, you know, just noticed that I walked in or, oh, you know, maybe they're wondering who I am or something like that. Um, thoughts tend to be not always as nice. They tend to be much more like intrusive than actual truths. Um, so playing that, is it a thought or is it a truth? And if it's a thought, then doing your best to then try to release that and say, okay, you know, this is a thought or like, you know, I only, you know, we only keep truths here. Um, so that I find to be really helpful. Also, sometimes writing down the intrusive thoughts or saying it out loud to someone or to, to yourself, like seeing it written down or hearing yourself say it out loud, I think sometimes can take some of the weight off of it. Like it, it feels smaller when you either see it or you hear it out loud that I have found to be helpful um, also depending on like what the intrusive thought is like is there a mantra that you can work with that helps to alleviate what comes with that intrusive thought um, so those are some things that I have found both long-term and short-term that can help with intrusive thoughts a couple of people asked about what my favorite essential oils are and I don't really use a lot of essential oils and I want to set a boundary right now <laughs> If you are an essential oil person, if you sell essential oils, you know, that is, I love that for you. Me saying I don't really do a lot of essential oils is not an invitation to DM me and email me and, you know, sell me your essential oils or, you know, get me into any kind of an essential oil MLM. So I'm just going to put that boundary right here now. Um... You know, it's just not, I don't use them a ton right now. And I feel fine about that. Uh, moving on. So let's see here. Okay, a uh, question here again uh, from Instagram. Do you ever plan to increase the amount of freeform episodes? Again, I miss them. I hate to break it to you, but I do not. So something that was really important to me, and I, for 
um, for an entire year, I did a meditation every week and a freeform episode every week just to play with it and see what it was like. And for me, it was too much, especially with the freeform episodes, because there are a lot of like teaching and, you know, and every podcaster works hard on their podcast. Like podcasting is a lot of work. So it's not to say that all oh, mine takes all, you know, all this work. However, I found that doing because with writing the meditations is kind of this more of like a creative writing process and then the freeform episodes are usually more of like a deep dive into a particular style or like an an element that requires like a lot more research and things like that and it just was too much to do especially now that I've added the community mini at the beginning of each month and then I also do um, exclusive patreon content as well so that ended up being depending on the month anywhere from 10 to 12 episodes per month, which was just too much. And I felt like I was running out of good ideas when I did it that frequently. And the last thing I want is to feel like the quality of what I'm sharing or the teaching that I'm doing or the meditations that I'm creating, that the quality begins to lack because I am trying to increase the quantity. So it was doable for that one year, but then when I really sat with it and reflected upon it, I realized that doing one every single week was too much. So I feel good about doing two a month every other Wednesday. And what I'm working on right now, which is a um, into the next question, haven't seen you in a while. I think they're talking about like not posting on social a lot. Haven't seen you in a while. What are you currently working on? So a lot of what I've been working on and um, it's like more behind the scenes stuff. So I definitely haven't been doing as much like social media stuff or like virtual retreats, things like that. Because again, I'm really trying to be more cognizant of what I can take on right now and what I can't and honoring like how my family needs me and also how my own body needs me right now during this time that, you know, I'm cooking good old poppy. But the big projects that I've been working on, kind of behind the scenes stuff, is I've been working on creating the audiobook to go with um, the first book that's coming out. So Mindful in Minutes, a me- uh, Meditation Guide for the Modern Family um, is going to be available on Audible. I think you can pre-order that on Amazon. I think you can pre-order the book on Audible already. Obviously, the book itself is available for pre-order. I've been doing a lot of work around the book, like different Um, podcast episodes, like being a guest talking about, you know, some of the things that are in the book, um, some different like, I don't know, like press stuff that makes me sound fancier than I actually am. (laughs) But like things like that, like like sharing a lot around the book, um, you know, and kind of spreading the news that this is something that's coming up. So I've been doing a lot of that. But recording this audiobook and I've done some audiobooks in the past. Like sometimes people will hire me for like just a kind of one-off project to like narrate something because I have like the recording equipment and if they like the tone of my voice or whatever. But this is different working on this project. It's different because I'm working like with a producer and things like that. But it's also different because I'm reading the words that I wrote. And I always love when a book is read by the author because, and and I love like audiobooks. I know some people think that's not really reading. I don't agree with that, but you know, whatever. But I think when it's read by the author, it's like read in the way it was intended to be heard. Like it's like read in the way that it was written. And especially because this first book is like a really personal one. Um, It is something that I've really been enjoying bringing to life, but it's also 
um, really time consuming and it's a lot of work and it's been like a challenging but really fun process bringing this book that I created. Um, I mean, almost at this point I was working on it like I was in later stages of creating it like maybe almost a year ago at this point and bringing it to life in a way like you guys are so used to hearing my voice and um, I'm so used to sharing this stuff verbally. And so I've really been working on that. It's a way, you know, longer process kind of creating this like audible level like audiobook. But that's been really cool. So I've been working on that a lot. Um, you know, obviously working on like <laughs> keeping the train on the tracks personally and with, you know, family and everything going on with all that. And then I've also been working um, on some things for the second book. It's basically done. There will be an audio component to that that I can't talk about yet. It'll be different than like an audio on like audible book. However, um, there's going to be a really cool element to the second book, The Run Around Meditation and Anxiety, that I'm also working on now because what I've really been shifting gears and focusing on now that I have, you know, a few months still um, in terms of my pregnancy because we're manifesting that, you know, puppy stays in there until it's time, until she's fully cooked. And, um, but I am working on maternity leave stuff. So especially with like podcasting and what I do, I don't intend to, um, like you won't notice a difference because, you know, when I, unless, you know, and again, we're manifesting, this doesn't happen, but unless, you know, Poppy comes like very, very, very early, I want to use the majority of the summer to, write and record future episodes so then whenever Poppy does come that um, there won't be like a break in episodes or anything like that. I can just have them kind of ready to go, um, scheduled, and then I can take some time, you know, healing, integrating, things like that. But then you won't necessarily like see any difference in terms of like podcast episodes. So I've also been focusing then on some of the things that I continually do every week, like this, you know, podcast, content on Patreon, um, you know, work like meditation teacher training office hours, those types of things um, so that then I'll be able to create some space for me and my family to integrate after Poppy comes and kind of have everything sort of ready to go. Because with this show, it's just me. I don't have like a co-host or anything like that. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of working ahead a little bit too and really planning out and working on like fall content while I'm also working on summer content in real time as well. So those are the things I'm spending a lot of time in this little closet here working on different things. It's it's really fun. It's bringing me a lot of joy. I love creating meditations and podcast episodes and doing new different things, um, but it's also time consuming as well. So those are the big things that I think I've really been working on and yeah. I think that's it. Doing a few this summer, doing a few like local events if you're in the Twin Cities, doing some of those um, before I take a little break from that as well after Poppy comes. But yeah, that's what that's what I've been working on. Let's see if there's any other questions. I don't think so. That's really it. I hear I thought this was going to be this quick little like, you know, answer a few questions, but it's kind of still regular length. So I appreciate you guys listening, um, getting caught up with me. 
I hope that you are doing well. There is going to be a regular, should we do a little spoiler alert? There is going to be a regular meditation on Sunday. Um, let's see, even before that, so we have the community mini coming up on the 1st. Um, we have the Patreon subscriber bonus coming out on Patreon on the 2nd of July when you're listening to this. And then on Sunday, there's going to be a daily positivity meditation coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. And thanks for listening and, and being open to me mixing it up a little bit. I do have some really fun uh, educational, right? Education is fun. Learning is fun. Science is cool. Uh, coming up for Freeform episodes next month that I think you're really going to like. So that's that. I appreciate you. Otherwise, you know the drill. Share with your friends. Leave a five-star review. Um, all of those things really help. And I'm just grateful you're here. Okay. Bye.